three, two. Welcome, everyone. Dr. Morris, Dr. Patel, Fantasy Doctors. We are heading into week 11. You've made it this far. If you're still tuning in, we appreciate your time. And we have a lot to talk about today. With each week, uh, as, the, as the season goes on, I feel like this list grows exponentially. And unfortunately, I try to cut the fluff. Uh, but it's, it's hard because there's so many guys that are relevant. Um, and backups start playing a role and, and guys depending on other people. So, Dr. Patel, how are you this weekend? Good, good. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff to cover today. So we'll try to get kind of a rapid fire for all the small ones and all the big ones we'll try to touch on quickly um, to, make, to wrap this podcast up a little bit. So uh, let's, let's start from the top. Quarterback, like we always do. Uh, if you're watching this, I'll try to put the numbers in maybe later tonight to give you an idea of when people have talked about where. So Jacoby Brissett dealing with an uh, MCL injury, probably not a meniscus if they're allowing him to come back this quickly. Uh, maybe a little minor meniscal tear, but likely just an MCL. Um, I think he will be restricted. I think he will need to be on the field. We saw how much of a drop-off Hoyer was uh, with Brissett. Uh, a sideline last week, they ended up obviously taking that loss to Miami, which was kind of crazy because uh, of how good that the Colts have looked. Um, I think he does okay. I think this is more of a floor game than a ceiling game um, with, with how decent the Jaguars have been. And, and they're definitely going to need to try to put up points because the Jaguars, uh, with Nicky Foles coming back from his collarbone, are going to put up some points. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. They, reports are having Brissett coming back, and they really need him, uh, especially since they're kind of slipping up a little bit. So I think he'll be out there. And once again, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a meniscus. It's probably just a small MCL if they're bringing back this early. Uh, in terms of we did touch a little bit on Nick Foles coming back from that collarbone injury. So he should be good to go. I'd still be hesitant to start him. Because you kind of want to see what his rapport is with his receivers. He hasn't been on the field for so long. So uh, that's another work in progress. But someone definitely to keep an eye on for the next week or two. Yeah, they actually got a pretty good schedule. They have um, uh, Foles is coming back. Uh, this is his non-throwing shoulder. So it, it, this shouldn't impact yeah. his throwing at all. Uh, he did have that clavicle fracture, that collarbone fracture that needed to have a plate and screws. And um, he is uh, probably going to – try to throw the ball a lot. Uh, Fournette is due for some positive TV reg TD regression. I mean, it's just crazy how much he's running not in the end zone or enough. Um, at the same time, I think this is a combination between D.D. Westbrook, who uh, should be back with his neck and shoulder injuries. Um, and, and he's a, a stable C uh, wide receiver three slash flex. Conley, who has a good rapport with, um, with um, Foles, in the past, and then we're talking about um, uh, we're we're you know we're also talking about GJ uh, Chark, who has a monster matchup that I really kind of like this week. So uh, this this may be this may be a, a decent game to stack in DFS, and I will definitely have a couple. Um, I will definitely have a couple stacks of them, maybe running it back uh, a little bit with uh, Pascal or or uh, Mac or, or something like that. Um, let's talk about uh, Maddie Stafford. So Stafford, and I, and I, was, I was talking with my, the ortho uh, spinal surgeon in my group, uh, as you know, Vecchioni, uh, and he 
uh, I was like, well, what do you think this is? He's like, you have two possibilities. This is a transverse process fracture or a compression fracture. And he's like, if this is a transverse process fracture, not overly concerning, twisting is the most painful thing back in a week or two. So 50-50 on this week. It doesn't sound like he's going to make it. But uh, he said, but if, the, if this is a compression fracture, which is basically where the bone goes, um, that is concerning, very concerning. And he said that could be unstable. He said that is not – it's a pain thing, but it's also a risky thing. So he's like um, – and, and obviously, I don't think we'll find out exactly what his, what his damage is, but be careful with Matt Stafford. Um, we saw uh, last year when he struggled, uh, it was indirectly due to injury. He looked fantastic this year until he got injured, and now it, they, were, they were awful last year. Kenny Galladay got lucky with a touchdown, but besides that, it really didn't do anything. Um, it sounds like Johnson has a chance to come back with a concussion. Um, McKissick will kind of get some dump-offs. Um, but I just – I don't think Matt Stafford's going to be back this week, um, maybe in a week or two. Um, but I just don't feel good about it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. They're, they're being very vague about it. Actually, earlier in this week, it seemed like they're, that they were going to play him, and then they've kind of backed off from that. So, um, it, you know, the indications were last week that this was also something that was preemptive, that they're holding him out. But the worse and worse it gets, it doesn't really seem like he's going to play this week. And they have a kind of after this, uh, after the next two weeks, they have a brutal schedule with a couple of divisional games coming up. So I'm not sure how he's going to do. Um, but just as usual, just check to see if he practices on Friday to really judge the severity of it. Yeah, I mean, um, I'd be really, really surprised if he plays this week. And you have to downgrade the whole offense as a result. Um, Case Keenum is, is now a backup. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but I guess they have nothing but, you know, potential for him. So he'll be back if he needs to, uh, but he, he's coming back from a concussion. Let's move on to uh, running backs. So uh, Devonta Freeman, if you guys remember uh, last week when I think we talked about Ido Smith saying uh, he's still, still dealing with a concussion, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to IR. Um, when you hear that, um, you automatically think, all right, who is replacing him? Because Devonta is not exactly a spring chicken. He's had his fair share of injuries. He's looked good this year. But I hope you went out and, and, and did what I recommended on Twitter and picked up Brian Hill. I, I said it, I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday or whatever day it was. Um, obviously, that's all in context. But um, now – not only did he play, I think he got 20-something rushes or 20-something touches. I know that. Uh, now he's in a smash spot. Devonta is dealing with likely – I've heard a couple different things. So the problem is we don't we, – nothing's clear. So the last I heard, it was a foot sprain. When I hear foot sprain, I think Liz Frank. Unless they're being nonchalant and saying he, he, he has some tendonitis, which I don't know why he would have randomly in the middle of the game. <laughs> Or this is a turf toe, and I don't know why they wouldn't call it a toe and not a foot. So if I'm hearing foot sprain, I think Liz Frank. When I think Liz Frank, I think mild three to four weeks. I think moderate Cam Newton-like. So th that gives you an idea of what we're looking at. So I wouldn't be surprised if Devonta Freeman was done for the year. Um, at the same time, if it's super, super mild, 
then he could be back in a week or two. But this is Brian Hill until proven otherwise. Where are we at? Do you, you like this? What are, you, what, yeah. are you, what are your thoughts? I completely agree. I mean, he's one of the most fragile older running backs in the league right now. He can't stay on the field. And I have a feeling that they're not going to rush him back if they really think this is something severe. The early indications were, were about two weeks that he'd be out and that he might be back after that. But we know he doesn't recover quickly. So um, I told everyone to spend at least 50% of your fab dollars on getting Brian Hill because he's going to – he is that – you know, late season, big grab. So I hope everyone got him. And um, for Devonta Freeman owners, it's going to be tough sliding for the next couple of weeks as he's not going to be on the field. And this could really drag on into the playoffs where people get screwed over. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a great matchup. I mean, I expect Brian Hill to be monster owned in DFS this weekend. He's got a very yeah. good matchup. He's going to be favored, uh, you know, like they did last week. They'll use him a lot. And uh, he's a great price because uh, just no one really anticipated this. Um, I haven't checked his price, but last time I did see it, it wasn't very high in DraftKings. All right, let's talk about a couple uh, guys that, that um, are, are concerning to me for the future. First of all, James Conner and, and Benny Smell and, and Trey Edmonds are all playing tonight, so I'm not really worried. Um, and that reminds me to, to, to record my lineup, to set up my lineups. Um, David Johnson looks awful. I mean, he looks bad. I mean, when you see Drake run, you're like, is, is David Johnson in slow motion? Like, what is going on here? So I don't know if it's his back, if it's his, his, his ankle, if it's uh, age catching up. I don't know what it is, but he just looks so bad. Um, and, and I think that – I hope that you have Chase Edmonds on your bench because he should be back in a week or two, and I think he's just going to take over. And, and they're going to use Drake uh, in, in, in routes and just random stuff. Um, but I think Edmonds is the guy to own here. Have you watched any of David Johnson? What do you, what do you think of this guy? He looks so slow. He used to have that kind of kick where he could not, uh, you know, shift through the, through the defenders and pick it up a gear and take off, but he's just lost a step. And, you know, it's just this thing where he's been beat up. He has never come back. And now he has some real competition. Kenyon Drake looked like a monster. Yeah. And reports said that they didn't put Johnson in because he was hurt. They put they kept him out because Kenyon Drake was rolling over everyone. So I don't know what to really think of it. I think this can be complete blown over RBBC um, with Chase Edmonds. And I don't, I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but I would pick up Chase Edmonds or Kenyon Drake because I do not think that David Johnson is going to have a significant amount of standalone value yeah. uh, for the rest of the year. I'm happy I didn't really buy into him. I think I may have one or two shares in best ball, but that's it. Like everybody's like, "Oh, he's back," and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't Boy. see, it. I don't, I don't trust him." So let's talk about a guy who's on a buy this week, very briefly. But I'm concerned. Last year, this was a men amongst boys. He was just bulldozing people, doing monster 75 yard runs, making people look stupid. Saquon. He rushed 13 times for one negative one yard, one yard, whatever it was. It was one yard. <laughs> so that's not Saquon. I, I, so, so here's what I, uh, I was listening to the Evan Silva podcast like I do every week with Adam Levitan. And, and here, here's how they broke it down. And I didn't get to watch a ton of this game. So um, just because I'm not a big fan of other of these teams um, that were playing. 
here's basically what they said. They said um, every time Saquon is on the field, he's either running so that they can stack the box or he's in there for pass protection and his pass protection is off right now. So they're just completely blitzing like crazy, um, which is obviously not allowing him to get out and, and catch the ball. Eli would force him passes. Jones is not doing that. Um, Jones is being smarter with the ball. Obviously they didn't, it didn't end up the way they wanted last week, but Saquon just does not look good right now. Um, he has a bye week. I heard that he may have got x-rays on his shoulder. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. And this was a probably the standalone top one, maybe two, three back. I mean, we everybody thought super highly of him. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I really don't. It's a bit concerning to me because if people are questioning the possibility of the Giants sitting him out, it really can't be something that minor. That's what worries me also. You yeah. had a bad game, and immediately these things are said. You don't hear these things being said even about Devonta Freeman, you know, who left, you know, who we have somewhat of a timeline for. So that's what concerns me, that there's so much uncertainty around it. And this guy runs in, with punishing force. He's not a guy who – he jumps around also, but he's a bulldozer. That's the problem with someone like him and with the hypothetical injury that we don't know much about. Yeah, no, I'm concerned. If you have them, you kind of have to keep them. You can't – I mean, you could trade them, but I don't know what you're going to get for them. Maybe maybe someone buys low. I don't know. Uh, Another guy that that not – it doesn't seem like many people are talking about, but they should be. It's David Montgomery. Um, I want to say – I know he didn't practice today. And I want to say he either didn't practice or was very limited yesterday. So he's going in the wrong direction. Um, he has an ankle injury. He he disappointed a ton of people last week. I, I am a number ball subscriber. Uh, Jeff Collins uh, is a very good uh, analyst and a very good uh, DFS uh, pro. Um, and he was very adamant about fading David Montgomery last week. Um, and that saved me a lot of money. I didn't, I didn't smash, but I did okay. But I would have did a lot worse if I had him in my lineups. Um, I. So I'm, I'm concerned that um, he's not going to play this week. So that basically leaves Tariq Cohen and somebody named Nall that we were talking about early on Nick's uh, podcast. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to make of this. Um, have you heard anything, any rumblings out there? Yeah, you know, I went to the game on Sunday and there are people rumbling already at that point. Um, there's not really much evidence but what happened, they, Matt Nagy said he'd lightly rolled his ankle. A lightly rolled ankle still means you're probably out for a week in the NFL as a running back. So if he's not practicing, it could be precautious. If he doesn't practice Friday, I fully think that he's not going to play. Yeah. I think that's I, just how it is with them. I, I think that uh, this is a, a classic lateral ankle sprain, probably a grade one, yeah. maybe a little bit closer to grade two. Um and I just don't think his ankle will be ready to do to do what they ask, especially in the cold. Like, what is it, like 30 there, 20-something, yeah. 30? Uh, yep, 10, 15, 20. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, uh, I won't tell you what yeah. it is here. Um, Jordan Howard is banged up with a shoulder. I heard rumblings it was a dislocation. I don't – I doubt it because he's practicing, and that would probably not allow him to practice this quickly. Um, they're playing the Patriots. The Patriots have struggled against running teams – um, we will talk about Alshon Jeffrey in, in a little bit, but 
Um, I think he plays. I think Miles Sanders plays, uh, and and, and it, well, obviously they, they, he's healthy, but they will split. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Howard it just doesn't look like himself, or, or he leaves the game early with a bang with, with injury. So he's practicing and limited. Um, uh, but but I'm I'm a little concerned about him. Uh, Le'Veon Bell um, just he. he it is what it is. Uh, he's got, he's kind of probably played most of the games this year, but he just hasn't looked very amazing where you're like, yeah, I want to start him. Like he's not a type five back right now. He's just not. Um, James Carter should play tonight. I'm not worried. James White should be back. I'm not worried. Both uh, um, Denver Bronco running backs will be good. Matt Breida. Let's talk about Matt Breida. So this guy gets a new ankle injury every two weeks for the past year and a half. Like I love his running style. I was really adamant about picking him up and drafting him in the tunnel leagues. Cause when he's healthy, he looks awesome, but he can't keep his ankles healthy. Um, and, and, and what do you think? Do you think he plays? I, I, I'm, I have a feeling he's, he's trending in the wrong direction. I think he's 100% not going to play. I just don't think they need him out there when they have Mozart and, Kevin Coleman, they don't lean on him as a workhorse. Yeah. And they know how brittle he is. This guy, you know, you he gets clipped once, one ankle hurts. The other ankle hurts. It happened this year, happened last year. So they're going to, especially how good they are this year, I think they're going to be very cautious with him to get him back out um, just so they can keep him fresh for the playoffs because they're for sure going to get the bye or at least, you know, second the division at worst. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, so this is one of those where you have to protect the player from themselves. He would mm -hmm. play if you allow him to play. But you have the luxury of being able to sit him. You can pull Jeff Wilson if you have to. Mostert looks good. Je Tevin Coleman looks good, but they're not going to give him 30, 40 touches. Um, all right, so uh, a couple guys I'm briefly going to mention, and then we'll move on. Chris Thompson's still out with the turf toe. Darius Geis should be back, and I don't mind his matchup. Um, I, I think he's a sneaky play. He could have some nice potential this week. Uh, Giovanni Bernard left with the game with an knee sprain, but it sounds like he's not even on the injury report. So I'm assuming he's playing. I usually don't really care, but Joe Mixon actually looked pretty good last week and they gave him the ball like 5 million times. So uh, maybe they try that again. Um, but if Giovanni Bernard's in there, he's going to eat into the workload. So I'm just not really excited about either. Uh, any thoughts for any of those guys? Um, not really. I mean, I think Darius Geese is pretty interesting for how pretty uh, Adrian Peterson has been playing pretty good this year. I know the coaching staff doesn't want to make him the chief running back. Cause they have full faith in Darius Geese. Uh, I just don't know what they're going to do and how in the future, if they're going to do a true split or give him the rock, but you know, if he's on the waiver wire in your league still, which he probably shouldn't be, he's worth a, a speculative yeah. ad. Mm -hmm just to see what happens. It sounds like Adrian Peterson, he's banged up himself, but he, he should be good. He had a Veterans Day off and, and so on and so forth. So <laughs> uh, at the top of my wide receiver list, people uh, are freaking out with Michael Thompson, Thomas being on there. And the only reason I put him on there is just some rumblings that he was possibly injured at the end of the game, uh, and they didn't really stop the play for him. Um, so that was part of the reason why um, I, I basically said – you know, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's a big deal, and I think he'll play, but um, but but just in case. Um, have you heard any anything? 
Not really. I mean, they haven't even specified what happened to him. Um, I saw him just pop up, but I don't think that it's anything major, hopefully. Yeah. If, I mean, this if kid it is, they're being very quiet about it. Yeah, this kid's a monster. So let's talk about a pretty crazy injury um, and, 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 and Tyler Lockett's injury. So suffered a calf injury. Uh, you basically can have either a contusion, which is a significant bruise, or you can have a strain. Um, obviously, a, a complete uh, massive strain would be a full thickness tear. Um, so what happened with him? He suffered a contusion in the calf, which leads to acute swelling. Within the calf, like other body parts, uh, there are compartments. So think of little rooms. Within these rooms carry muscles, nerves, and blood vessels up and down north to south, uh, going from basically the knee to the foot. What happened was he had acute swelling in one of the compartments secondary to trauma or injury and or injury which started to close off the blood vessels and the nerve supply to his foot. This is what we call compartment syndrome. So um, they didn't specify exactly what this is, but every single thing that they've said points to this. So I don't have any other conclusion but this. Um, he, this happened so quickly in late fourth quarter that by the time they ended up winning the game, he was already on his way to the hospital. So um, the, this is one of those injuries that is so painful that you literally want to chop your leg off. The, the pain doesn't correlate with the original injury. You're like, why is this guy in so much pain? What am I missing? That's when you start thinking, all right, something's wrong here. If you felt his calf, it would have been hard as a rock and in, 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 only in that compartment. And the other uh, three or four compartments would have been soft. So you're like, all right, something's wrong here. The only way to properly check this is to put a needle or a catheter, usually in the ER, into the compartment to measure the pressure. As the pressure gets higher, you're at very, very high risk for stopping blood flow and nerve conduction to the foot or the underneath where the nerve's going. When that happens, the tissues start dying and they may never reheal, and that means you need to amputate. So this is a very big deal. That's why I, I really stressed this when I saw this. There was a very good chance he could have had emergent surgery with a massive hole in his entire calf, which is cut open like a fillet, um, and that would have been at least the end of his uh, season, maybe his career, depending on how bad it was. Thankfully, it was not severe, and it sounds like he may even be able to play in week 12, and we'll worry about that next week. But anything I say um, surprising to you, can you add anything to that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, that was a very good um, explanation. So just like as Jesse said, the concern was that if this were what's called compartment syndrome, this is limb-threatening and career-threatening, and surgery usually has to be done as soon as possible. Some people say within six hours, four hours. The bottom line is if you suspect it, you got to make sure it's checked out, especially in an athlete. And if it's something bad, it has to be operated on immediately. Fortunately, it wasn't anything bad, but they, from the amount of swelling he had, it was just a concern. And all reports are pointing that he should be back in two weeks. So the idea is it was just a really bad contusion that was mimicking this compartment syndrome. 
but you always lean on, you know, you always err on the side of being more aggressive to prevent something from happening, which was the right call probably. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent agree. Um, I'm not worried about him going forward. I, this is just more of an acute thing that was super scary. So thank God everything was okay. And I don't think there'll be any large ramifications. Um, Amari Cooper continues to deal with his knee injury, but man, did he go ham last week. So uh, when he's on the field, you start him. That's the extent of it. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is, is definitely um, a baller. And, and, and you saw how legit Jimmy G became once Emmanuel Sanders stepped on the field with him. Um, the problem was he suffered a rib injury early, semi, excuse me, pretty early in that game. So the problem is he um, literally uh, probably single-handedly lost them that game. Their receivers couldn't catch the ball. I watched this entire game to save their life. Jimmy G had it pretty close to where you needed to be, and they were just bouncing off their hands. Like, it was ridiculous. And I was like, Emmanuel Sanders would have caught that. Emmanuel Sanders would have caught that. So it was – and obviously they didn't have Kittle too. So – this sounds like the MRI uh, was positive for a cartilage damage injury. These are really painful injuries. Uh, anytime you take a deep breath, your lungs expand uh, like a balloon. Well, the ribs are to protect the lungs, so they expand with it. So they get stretched. The problem is in between each of these uh, uh, ner- um, ribs is cartilage. That's where the nerve runs. So when that stretches, that is what's really painful. And this is more of a pain tolerance thing than anything. Sometimes they will do a little local lidocaine block or something like that, which is, you gotta be careful. But these guys, I mean, he's gonna take a shot to the ribs. It's, it's inevitable. So um, I, I just, I have a bad feeling that he's not gonna play or he's just gonna leave so early that I don't really want anything to do with him. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean. Garoppolo looked very scared, especially in the overtime part of that game. He didn't have Kittle. He didn't have Sanders. His receivers otherwise sucked. He tried to hit Pettis at the end of the game, and that was just going nowhere. Um, For those of you who haven't seen or never had a rib injury, these are painful. In most patients, it takes months to get better, to fully get better. The pain just doesn't go away, especially in a football season. I think he's going to be dealing with this for a while. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Julian Edelman's been on the has been dealing with his rib injury for like six weeks now, at least. Yeah. I mean, remember every they're playing every week, so they're taking a hit every week. So every you you take two steps forward and you take one step back. The and, and flak jackets they're good, but they're not that good. Um, all right, couple we're gonna bang out a couple guys because it's not gonna change anything. Uh, Adam Thielen unlikely to play with his hamstring. T.Y. Hilton definitely out at least another week or two with his calf. Brandon Cooks should be done for the year with a concussion, but he's probably not going to be shut down. Um, Alshon has flown under the radar with an ankle injury. He's didn't, he, I think he partially practiced yesterday and then did not practice today. So that's concerning. He's got a tough matchup versus the Patriots, and he would likely be shadowed by Gilmore. Uh, so that will, if he's out, that will lead Gilmore to, to, to be probably, I don't know where they'll put him. Um, but I don't know. I have a feeling the Patriots are going to come out pissed off. And, and I just – I don't think Alshon is, is going to play. Or if he does, he's really going to be limited. And, and they're just going to shut him down. Any thoughts? Any, any rumblings? 
same thing. I mean, he's always hurt because of horrible matchup. So if you, unless yeah. he's going to be out there hundred percent, you're definitely not playing him. And he, even if he's out there, it's going to be very, very suspect to start him. Yeah. I mean, all right. So, um, Juju still banged up with a toe. He's got a great matchup. Um, start him if you have him. John Ross is coming back from a shoulder injury. I don't, I think it's a couple more weeks though. So if he's on the wire, it, it's, there's worse guys to pick up. So not a bad pickup. Robbie Anderson banged up with a back and a shoulder. He, he Donald just can't can't stay upright and doesn't have enough time to hit him. So this is the Crowder show until proven otherwise. And, and don't forget Ryan Griffin since. Uh, Chris Herndon, God, Chris Herndon, um, went on IR. So, um, uh, Marquise Brown is kind of the last guy I want to talk about here. Um, he didn't practice today with an ankle. He's dealt with ankle and foot injuries pretty much the entire year. He had a Liz Frank in January. He's had a couple ankle injuries so far. We don't know if it's the same one or a new one. I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this. I have a feeling he's probably not going to play. Andrews is already getting a monster amount of reps. The rest of the team just is completely sporadic. Um, I, I want to say they're playing uh, Watson and the Texans, so uh, they could really use them. But I don't know. What, any, what are your thoughts? Yeah, these things linger around. He's had these issues before. So, I mean, even when he – we thought he wasn't going to play. He did play some weeks, and he has that boomer bust potential. You just have to know, going into the game, you may expect – you may get nothing or you may get a lot. It just depends if he's out there. The um, – couple other guys I'm going to briefly mention before we move on to tight ends. D.D. Westbrook, as I said, should be back. Um, he's at high risk for re-injury, but he's got a good matchup, and I think they air out the ball. Corey Davis is on a bye – uh, Sterling Shepard is on a bye and might be shut down for the year. Will Fuller is maybe going to be back, and that may help the offense. He's a very boomer bust guy, kind of like a Deshaun Jackson. He really stretches the field, but he's only had one impactful game so far. And, and Deshaun has done well, but not hammer bananas like most people thought. And I think that unfortunately correlates with Will Fuller. A.J. Green, um, I don't know what's doing on this dude. It's week to week. If he plays this year, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he does a week 17. Um, all right. So, um, Evan Ingram. Let's, let's, let's head over to some tight ends, some big name tight ends. So, I, I tweeted this last night, and, and it, this just shows you how ridiculously awful the tight end position has been this year. As of going into week 11 tonight, the number 14 tight end is a guy who has not played in five, almost six weeks, Will Disley. That shows you how awful this is right now. Engram has been a disappointment, in my opinion. Kelsey has been a disappointment. Ertz has been a disappointment. Uh, Hooper has been fantastic. We're going to talk about him in a second. Kittle has been, for the most part, a disappointment. So, like, has anybody done anything? Andrews, I guess. Brawler, and he's kind of stepped back. So Everett um, and everybody I just mentioned is pretty much on the waiver wire on, on the injury yeah. report every week. Um, Evan Ingram, I wouldn't be surprised if they shut him down for the year. Uh, he sounds like he also has a Liz Frank, but we don't know. 
Um, he's out this week with a bye, so I'm not really uh, – but we won't talk about him. Austin Hooper is done for at least a month, they said. I wouldn't be surprised if they shut him down with, what, a week or two to go in the season or whatever. Um, he's got a – sounds like at least a moderate grade two uh, MCL sprain of the knee. Uh, he got lucky and he didn't tear his ACL, but he's going to be out for a while. I think this is a trickle-down effect to Juju or Julio and Calvin and maybe a little bit of Gage. Any thoughts there? I agree. It's really unfortunate just how the tight ends have worked out this year. And this kind of goes back, just a side note, to what we say at the beginning of the year. Like, if you're going to draft a tight end, don't draft him early unless it's maybe Kelsey or Kittle. And everyone else, it's a wash because you could almost stream people every single week, yep. get average production, or pick up someone like Waller who blew up the first couple weeks. And this is what happens more so this year than most years. Um, Ingram, I completely agree. They may put him, you know, he'll be out for a couple more weeks at least, and I don't know if they'll bring him back. Hooper, most unfortunate one for sure, because he was the only person who was really showing up consistently. And, yeah, I, I never thought about the fact that he, you know, four weeks out, that's one, two weeks left in the season, so they may shut him down. Yeah. I mean, and that's your championship uh, if you're – Yeah. And it's like, do you – do you trust uh, this guy? I mean, I guess you may not have an option, but um, George Kittle um, hyperextended his knee uh, a couple of weeks ago, took a massive shot. Um, I don't think he plays this week. This is a very painful injury. And until he can get rid of that pain, he's not going to be able to run on it. Um, and they need him. Uh, they really need him especially if Sanders isn't going to be right for a while. So I don't expect him to play this week and maybe not next week. Chris Herndon, I mean, what an awful year. Like, he got suspended. He suffered a hamstring injury before the suspension ended. Um, then he missed, what, two, three weeks. Um, and then he finally shows up. He takes a rib injury, and now he's done for the year. Are you kidding me? People waited all year for that? Uh, I just – just pick up Griffin. Just pick up Griffin. Just pick up, yeah. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Um, couple last guys, and we're gonna head out. Um, Gerald Everett is day to day with a wrist injury. People, someone asked me the other day, why are you playing Gerald Everett? He's like tight end eleven. Like, how were you not playing him in one of your leagues? Unless you're in an eighteen league. I mean, every one of the top guys has been banged up. So it's like, I mean, I know the Rams offense doesn't look very good, but I mean, come on. Um, Trey Burton, I don't even want to talk about. Jack Doyle should play. Najoku is going to come back. I just don't know when. Um, uh, la, 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 la. That's it. Everybody else is on a bye. Any thoughts? I agree. It's the you know graveyard of tight ends. We'll see what happens. Stream one, stream anyone you can this week because you're probably not going to have anyone available since everyone's hurt. Completely agree with you with all these. Uh, Hollister, if he's available, good pickup. Ed Dixon, if he's still available, consider picking him up. All right, that is going to do it. We had a little bit of rapid fire today. We have things to do um, as we are, are, uh, are busy people when we're not uh, seeing patients. Thank you for tuning in. We will hit you up next week. Uh, same place, same time, um, and we uh, will have uh, – I will have the, the live stream on Sunday morning per usual. If you have questions, uh, save them up, drop them in the chat room once it opens, and I will happily answer them at the time it ends. 
Thank you for tuning in. We will see you soon. If you like the video, hit the thumbs up, hit the, uh, the uh, subscribe button if you're new. And if you like uh, some of our videos, then check out some of the other ones. We dropped a lot of stuff this week. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Stay warm, buddy. Take care. See ya.